0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted and privileged to welcome a very, very senior technology leader from Zurich, Switzerland, Dr. Martha Buchenfeld. Uh, Dr. Martha, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you very much. I'm uh, super excited to be here today. So uh, also feeling very privileged and honored to be with you.
0: Thank you. Very kind of you to say that. Uh, Dr. Bokenfeld is the Dean of the Metaverse University. She's an ambassador of the All-Stars Women NFT Club. She's on the advisory board of Engaged Digital AI. She has been uh, a digital platforms advisor to UBS. She's also been on the board of directors of UniCredit. So Martha, before we start talking about the metaverse, um, tell me in brief, your own journey um, to the top, if I can use that term.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot. That's, uh, I have been very fortunate in my life. I started very early uh, with my studies, obviously, I started to study law and finished that with a PhD. And then I went to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted really to explore Asia. And I think that was probably the best decision in my life to go. to. Right. And in Hong Kong itself, I um, was fortunate enough to be appointed also on the regional team, regional executive team was 30 something so mm-hmm. very early on. Yeah. And I've always been given uh, great responsibilities. Mm -hmm. So always exploring, always trying different things. So from Hong Kong, I went to Switzerland and I've been now for 20 years in financial services and insurance and also in banking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what excites me most during all this time is uh, change management transformation. And as part of this, obviously you also have the digital transformation, the innovation, um, and that's where all this flow comes from and where I'm uh, super passionate about.
0: Fascinating. And uh, what took you to the metaverse from banking and transformation and so many other things that you're doing?
1: Um, two years ago, I, because I've been always working in innovation and digital transformation as an executive, I more or less discovered uh, Web three okay. and the metaverse. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but then it was very early, I would say, at least for for also for banks to get mm-hmm. into this. Mm-hmm. So I did this as my private studies, you can say. Yeah. Uh, and I started really with Web three and what you can do, and I got uh, very. Let's say attracted to this new business model, which mm-hmm. probably also will change entirely not only our society, but also banking itself, because mm-hmm. you don't need this kind of intermediaries when you talk about decentralization. Uh, so, then Meta last year, as we all know, announced in October, and they had already, beginning of last year, I saw something, a beta version of Metaverse Horizon. So, mm-hmm. Meta Horizon of mm-hmm. the work. Uh, in a small group. So again, I was fortunate because I'm always learning also from other people, mm-hmm. and they showed this, and I thought, wow, you know, this is this is amazing. What what's going on here? What's happening? Yep. Uh, that really caught my attention, uh, mm-hmm. and from there on, I I was then starting to look at this, and then when they published a couple of hours later, I'd already prepared an article about metaverse, uh, and I basically published it f- four hours after after they came out, uh, because I was just waiting for this uh, trigger to publish. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I thought maybe people really don't get what I'm trying to say. So that was um, good timing. Very basically. interesting.
0: And you seem to have been at the right place at the right time, because people are just about waking up to the metaverse. But uh, Martha, tell me you know about the, the metaverse university. Uh, what are you doing here? But maybe before that, for a lot of my young viewers and listeners, what is the metaverse and how will it impact our lives?
1: I think that is uh, uh, the, the question of not only the year, but the century. <laughs> I would say that uh, no one really has a clue what the metaverse is. So okay. even not the experts, so everyone is trying to uh, come up with I would say more a vision statement because if you think about the internet also when you would have predicted the internet and Facebook what it all can do and Google what it develops is impossible mm. but if we look at the let's say the vision of it uh, then I would say it's definitely the future of the internet that everyone agrees mm-hmm. um, and it's very important that uh, you, you have a lot of social activity in the metaverse so mm-hmm. you can play, you can learn, you can work Uh, in the virtual world Mm. but what is also very interesting the metaverse is not standalone it does connect quite often also with the real world so this connection is also important Mm. then some of the criteria are persistent um, so it will be there even though you are leaving it Uh, It's interoperable in Mm -hmm. the vision, which means you can travel from one part to the other, like you can do in the real world. It's interconnected. So this hyper-connectivity, which we see already now in terms of Internet of Things and all the other tech, is accelerated, is exponential. And everything you have to imagine is connected. And I would recommend everyone to to view, at least uh, to look at the, the Ready Player uh, one video, which most of the people know the movie, um, to just have a look at what it could look like in a bad scenario, I would say. But the more we understand what the scenarios are, the more we can also shape it.
0: Mm, fascinating. And now about the metaverse university uh, that you're the dean of, uh, what are you doing uh, at the university?
1: Yeah, so it's uh, actually a metaverse, we call it academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are trying to bring people into the metaverse. And it's very interesting because uh, for most of the people, it's invisible. uh, So they have absolutely no idea they start with zero. Um, So we have started already in March and have, have had the third cohort and different from other classes we also have offered classes in the metaverse mm-hmm. so we're really teaching people how to use uh, the headset in the different metaverses um, that also means that those classes you cannot have too many people because you need a lot of coaching so mm-hmm. we do this also as work sessions for companies or uh, to to just give them a feel for it and in addition to that, we do a lot of workshops. I personally do also workshops where, uh, in particular with companies, uh, we are trying to support them um, to really find out what, what should they do, what is right for them. Because the worst is that if you just jump into it and copy paste, that that won't work. We have seen that over and over again. Um, so every company and in every industry leader needs, for himself and for the company, mm. to figure out what, what's the best way and how do I reach my clients. Mm.
0: How fascinating! And you know, someone told me that metaverse, in a very simple way, can also be the internet in three in three D.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, what are your comments on that?
1: Yeah, in a very simple way I uh, tend to agree with that but it's so much more. But if you say okay, let's explain it just yeah. in two words, I think it's excellent explanation because then everyone can think about okay, the website is very 2D static, but yeah, just imagine you and I are also now in a room where we can talk and it's so easy, and we always think, Oh no, you know, I don't want to talk with an avatar. Mm. But once you have done it, you will be very surprised because you have really the feeling of presence. Yeah, mm. that's imp- uh, important this, this feeling of, of presence with the other person. Mm. And then the second part obviously, which Web3 is very strong in, is ownership. So all of a sudden, you can own the content, you can even send it to people, you can have royalty and you can do it all yourself. You don't need a marketing company. So the podcast, you can also uh, do differently. The amazing community you have and you told me about when we started, you could do the same, it would be wonderful.
0: Well, who knows, maybe next year, you and I can be having a virtual conversation sitting in Mars with a 3D version, you know, so
1: yeah, yeah, it's already there. I, uh, Tinder and some dating companies also started. Tinder has now okay. retracted, but there's even a dating company in—I forgot the name—in uh, even in India mm-hmm. who does virtual wow. meeting, dating meeting in uh, on Mars or on the moon. Oh, okay,
0: I didn't even know. I was just, I was yeah. just on a lighter note. But moving on, uh, Martha, with the coming of the metaverse how will some of the digital challenges that we continuously face, be handled by the companies or businesses in a virtual world?
1: Yeah, that's uh, also a very, very good question because a lot of the companies already struggle with digitization now. Mm. So how can they even cope with the metaverse? Correct. So how we or, or how I advise usually companies and how I think is the best start, like you always do in innovation, like Apple has done that, even they are the most innovative company. Is yeah. you have a separate team. Um, who is dedicated to that you work with strategic partners. Mm. So even Nike acquired our RFTK to mm. go into Web3, they didn't do it themselves. Mm. And even though they are very far advanced in also augmented reality and digitization, mm. but it's always best in my view to create an ecosystem where you have a network and where you work with different people. So mm-hmm. I also don't do everything myself, that would be impossible. I'm not the expert for all, mm-hmm. let alone that as I said, anyone can say they are the experts but they're really great companies now who do different things and are, if you have that network and the ecosystem, you can bring it together. So mm-hmm. when I advise clients, I usually help them to find the right partners or to look at partners and and, and get into this development. Yeah. So I'm Also now on Outlier Venture, that is one of the uh, one venture capitalists, but they're very, very strong in what we call the open metaverse. So that it's not restricted that you can go in and they have a base camp. So they really support startups. So I'm one of the mentors in the Mm -hmm. uh, base camp. Mm -hmm. I learn a lot because I see a lot of the new companies, but hopefully I can also like you give back and mentor these companies that they are succeeding. So these are startups in the space of Web3 Metaverse. Yes.
0: How, yeah. wonderful. how wonderful. But I also understand that there are not one, but many Metaverses. Um, you know, we're all used to one WWW, uh, you know, the World Wide Web. But now they're going to be multiple Metaverses, how does the common human individual understand or decide which metaverse they should be in?
1: Yeah, it's depending on the experience you are looking for. So you're exactly right. At the moment, there are so many, I think 160 virtual worlds, wow. all different experience plus there is gaming, uh, also creating virtual worlds. Yeah. So it's very difficult for you to decide for what do I need what but there are special um, apps you can say which are on Just working like Meta Horizon, Glue, Gather, they are different for Mm. events. Mm. And you you should seek advice. uh, And I'm trying also to give people recommendations. So in the Metaverse Academy, what we do is we show the different places and take people with us. Mm -hmm. So not only showing, but say, okay, uh, you know, this you can access, most of them you can access without headsets. So Mm -hmm. you can do it with a desktop. Uh, one I love the most is called Spatial, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very nice one, easy downloader app, you can even do it on mobile, mobile is not that stable, and it has also a more realistic, a more nice appearance than what you might have seen Decentraland, it's very pixel uh, oriented style, so mm-hmm. most of the adults say, "Think oh God, you know, I don't want to get into this, mm-hmm. but it's the experiences, so you have conferences already there, you have mm-hmm. learning there, um, and you should just try and explore also yeah. what what you see and there the is much out there.
0: And and yet, uh, uh, Martha, in a, in a in a in a world which has got so many disparities, and yeah. some nations are still even struggling to get a two G uh, in their countries, what will the metaverse do? Will it uh, expand the divide between the haves and the have-nots?
1: That's yet a debate to be had. I think it can be uh, amazingly inclusive because you can subject to what you just said. Having also five G, I know there are big efforts also in India. So having all this technology is the basis for it. So you cannot ignore it. It's very very important. Correct. Uh, but then also giving access to people, for example, in healthcare, mm-hmm. uh, where you have virtual already virtual operations in quotes mm-hmm. uh, because there was lately also uh, an operation where you had twins, mm-hmm. which you couldn't separate. and it was awful. and the doctors in Brazil uh, worked with the doctors in London in the mm-hmm. virtual wow. simulation work. Okay. So they really uh, were trying how to separate them. And at the end, a couple of weeks ago, now they were successful in separating them. That would have not been possible if you wouldn't have the virtual world. So this new creation of a health worse can eventually also give better access to health for everyone. Mm -hmm. But there's also a point of, yeah, there will always be people who can pay more. And we need to make sure also when we shape this world's that they are open access, and you reach as many people as possible, not for the profit, but for the benefit of it, as we just said, uh, in healthcare, in particular, healthcare, for me, is one of the most exciting parts in the metaverse. And the other very, very exciting part is um, education.
0: Mm.
1: Education is much easier when you do learn in the metaverse.
0: Okay. And would you have an example of uh how uh, the world of education is using the metaverse?
1: Yeah, there are also already plenty. So students Mm -hmm. and it's just imagine also your kids, um, if they learn about history, and they walk in those, it's like in a game, you know, you basically walk in the old towns, and you now understand how it all feels, how it looks, and maybe also, why there are these differences between uh, people and politics, so much easier Ch- chemistry, mm. uh, you know, you're normally not allowed to put things together, which don't belong to together. Yeah. Uh, but you can test it and then, oh, God, you know, there can be things which are not working very well and you see it. And it's definitely proven that when you have this immersiveness, then you also feel it. Yeah? So your brain tells you uh, when you put your, the headset on, you will immediately, you have immediately that feeling, mm-hmm. I want to go there. Or uh, in therapy, uh, therapy and and all that kind of uh, direction. And when we talk about education again, uh, the doctors' education they're also already doctors' education. Yes. So instead of, if I may say, so dead bodies, it's uh, really about uh, digital twin and how you can how you can do it. So mm-hmm. there are lots of examples from young to old, from any you can say any industry. Which is learning, working is is a lot.
0: Well, said. well, what a great example! And I was also reading uh, that some of these big brand companies are buying. I don't, I don't know if that's the right word. Real estate on the metaverse.
1: Yeah, virtual. What does
0: that mean? And uh, what are they wanting to do when they're spending so much money on buying metaverse real estate?
1: Yeah, there are right now different metaverses which uh, have developed a digital scarcity. So there's also a big debate. Why? Because virtual, you should not have any scarcity, you should not have limitation. Uh, But like Decentraland, for example, has a fashion district. Mm -hmm. So as an example, when you say e-commerce, so their fashion shows are happening. And the idea is also that you can shop there. So you go like you go in New Delhi, when you go to several shops, They're usually quite close to each other. Mm -hmm. And you go from one shop to the other shop to do the shopping virtually with your friends. Mm -hmm. You have this kind of experience or you do go to a fashion show where you're always in the first row because there's in that sense, no limitation. Mm -hmm. But the limitation of land is very artificial. So the question is really, um, does it make sense? But from a brand point of view, there is also Nike. They have Mm -hmm. uh, in Roblox, they have the Nike land. 40-50 uh, million viewers in Roblox a month and they got 7 million viewers are in in a very short period. Gucci as well it created a Gucci uh, basically land and when you were there also your avatar was changing into Gucci dresses. Okay. Uh, so it looks very interesting. Um, your avatar is changing. So there are things where you can explore different things in the metaverse which you cannot do in the real world and it's more about how you communicate with your your consumer how you can reach them in a different way but it always has to also connect back to web too mm-hmm. so you can try and you can test and then you need to think about okay how does it connect how does it connect to my brand what is the purpose of my brand that's where you should start so does it make sense and obviously roblox we have the next generation very much mm-hmm. uh, but interesting enough with these experience which are now in roblox or fortnite our concerts mm-hmm. more and more not only younger generation going there. So they create a platform for experiences also for adults. And the more adult experiences we have, the more adoption we also have. Wow,
0: how fascinating. But but it also means that if I go to the Gucci uh, metaverse or the Nike metaverse, or I want to try out some of their clothes, I try it out, but ultimately, fulfillment will have to happen through... uh, actual delivery of the garment or the shoe to me it's personally.
1: also already possible not in the case of Roblox so it's all virtual and that's the interesting part uh so there is also another hypothesis that because the it will all become more virtual that virtual goods will outpace really real goods okay. so you are no longer wearing the nice shirt you wear today right. in the real world you try to dress up in the virtual world because you and i meet as avatars. so you have mm. more focus on that yeah oh, wow. so there's a bigger there are also um, companies like one is called the fabricant who really producing only for virtual goods
0: yeah wow so so that means I could be going out for dinner um wearing a you know a thousand dollar dress while sitting in my shorts at home absolutely. <laughs> okay. I think
1: a lot of the kids already do that actually, not maybe uh, with a one thousand dollar dress, I but Tommy Huflick uh, also that was why we tested this in their class mm. uh, even our uh, you know the the students we have they are they were if I may say so, they were. Above forty is which mm. for some people maybe who will listen to us is like oh my god they are old, mm. but they really enjoy the experience to yeah. have. Now you can match your your real Tommy Hilfiger address mm. with the virtual one, yeah, and you can have fun with it. But that's more the fun part we oh, do awesome. also to have the experience. Oh,
0: yeah. amazing! So I've got time for two more questions. Uh, my next question is. Um, I'm going to ask you to, you know, since you've been at the forefront of technology, and you seem to have done so many different things. If you were to look into your uh, crystal ball, what do you see as the future technology disruptions that uh, we will be faced with in the next few years?
1: Definitely what we just talked about, Web3, Metaverse, NFT, if you call it technology in, in a way, and there's a really, really great uh, report from Gartner, it's called Emerging Tech. And what they do, they usually predict also the so-called hype cycle. Mm-hmm. So metaverse in that hype cycle is before the hype. So mm. it takes another 10 years and usually you are then have the hype and then it plateaus. Mm. But there are all the technologies which are enabling the metaverse. So it's a digital twin technology, but it also enables other things. There's AI. So if I would study again, I would probably study data and science because I think this is the basis for everything. So I even looked at uh, at classes because it really fascinates me, Mm -hmm. and it's it's great for the future. And you are quite you know, it's a wide coverage of uh, what you can do, mm. genomic sequencing, mm. and all of this technology is converging now. That's the interesting thing. Amazing. Before, because a lot of people say, why, why before we had this so-called second life? Mm. Why didn't it take off, to, off 10 years ago? And my answer is also very clear, if you would have had the smartphone 10 years earlier than it it was released and you cannot use it. So now we have the same, the the hurdles we still have to cross. We haven't talked about ethics. We haven't talked about the rules. We haven't talked about the different players. Mm -hmm. They all need to work together and the framework and the regulatory environment is not yet there for all the technology we have.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely, and I'm glad you raised the question of ethics uh, on this because uh, that was one other question I did want to raise with you. Then that is the whole matter of there is a whole ethical issue and 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 uh, the the issue of privacy, yeah. uh, of the metaverse. Privacy and
1: data, yeah.
0: Correct, correct. I'd love to get your perspective on that.
1: Yeah, we are not yet there. Uh, I would say so. The ideal scenario is we're talking also about digital identity. You own your digital identity, mm. so digital wallets are usually able. So you can put all your data into a digital wallet, and you own it. And you, you also say who could use that data. That's the real target. With the, uh, different also companies already working in that one of the major application will be healthcare because we know also in healthcare, mm-hmm. unbelievable, we cannot go to several doctors they don't know and it's so not connected. And in addition to that, all the things you can learn from other people having a disease and getting all this data, there also companies are based on that. But how do you protect the privacy of the data? That is my, my view is you can only protect it if you really own it Mm. And the challenge whoever has a digital wallet knows is mm. that you you own it, you are responsible. And what very often happens with us, we are forget passwords, <laughs> we we leave things somewhere. Mm. Uh, so how and there is no in digital wallets right now. There is no way to recover. Mm. It's no, because it's blockchain, so okay. it's no way to recover. So you really need to make sure that you understand this. And uh, some companies are now are there as a brand company in in Switzerland. I'm one of the few NFT holders. They are now also testing mm-hmm. with NFTs. And normally you need a wallet to connect. And what they offer to the basically their their family and friends testing group is their their consumers. Um, they it's amazing. They say, okay, don't worry about the MetaMask and the digital wallet and what you have to install. If you don't want this. You give us your email address and we do it for you. So they hold my NFT for me for the time being. Okay. And there are a lot of, because I come from financial services, there are also a lot of banks who yep. offer this custodian services You can say mm-hmm. where they take care of it. So I would say I would still trust banks quite a lot. Uh, and maybe more than a Meta wallet because Meta has now been very uh, pushy on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, to put the NFTs there, but they yeah. have access to the to your wallet. So it's a Meta wallet, it's not really your wallet. So interesting to see what kind of data they will collect from them.
0: Fascinating. And my last question to you, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your own amazing journey and so, such an wealth of knowledge that you have, what would you say are three lessons, you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own learnings and from our conversation?
1: Yeah. So number one, what you already said at the beginning, you you always learn. Yeah? So I think you always have to learn. Yeah. Um, so no matter how old, how young, so yeah. find the right resources. But mm. also establish a network of people you want to connect with mm. and learn from other people. I, I, for me, learning from other people is, is the biggest asset today yeah. because you can basically reach anyone. That the big. second point is that you should try, mm-hmm. always try different things mm. and also be prepared to fail. Yeah. Fail is usually the worst for oneself when, when you experience it, but you yeah. will also notice that you learn the most. Yeah. yeah so try different things be courageous um talk to people and just say okay can i do this can i do this uh be prepared for no <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but always try. so there's this famous quote which says um try and fail but never fail to try so i think this is the, the biggest uh to what i live up to yeah. and the third very importantly what we sometimes forget is make sure you take care of your family, mm-hmm. your friends and your own health. Yeah, yeah. it's very important because when we dive into uh, these topics also for me when I dive into these topics I'm so getting so addicted that sometimes you need to really make sure that you take care of yourself, you do exercise so even you sit in your shorts and your avatar yeah. it's beautiful there's the other question, are you maybe overweight, and this avatar is beautiful? Yes, but what's the point yeah? Yeah. Um, So that's not really what should happen.
0: One if five. I may
1: say, so, say it so directly.
0: Absolutely. And this is fantastic lessons, you know, and on that note, and your three lessons, um, always keep learning, keep find the resources and build a network of people you can learn from, keep trying different things, be prepared to fail, learn how to take no for an answer. And always remember family and home comes first. Thank you, uh, Martha for speaking to me about your amazing journey about the the Metaverse uh, Academy, about the Metaverse. Thank you for sharing so many different examples on how the Metaverse is functioning. And uh, thank you again for giving some really, really interesting learnings for me personally and for a lot of my viewers. Thank you again and good luck.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast. A platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world.